Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. AEW's Fighter Fest is in the books. Night one, night two will be next week. And there was a, a change made to that show given the John Moxley situation. Yeah, uh, we'll not get- a terribly surprising change, but a change nonetheless. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be taken. That match, the cage mox match, is taking place now at Fight for the Fallen, which, which be is two weeks from yesterday, yes. The, the 15th. week after night two, Fighter Fest. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, the, I, 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 so what I understand, the main event now, wasn't this announced, uh, or not the main event necessarily, but, uh, the tag champions are going to be taking on, uh, Private Party now. Yeah, next week. I imagine that's kind of a replacement match for Mox. That's what I'm thinking, too. And I would guess the eight-man tag match would probably be a main event then. Uh, Young Bucks, FTR taking on Lucha Brothers. It totally should. The star level level in that match is is great, Off the charts, That's going to be a killer, killer match. Off the the charts. I would definitely say that uh, last night's uh, Fighter Fest batch of matches uh, were pay-per-view quality. Yeah, they are really good. Uh, I would say maybe with a surprisingly, surprisingly to, to me, with the exception of the main event. I yeah, thought, I thought that was I kind of felt like that was going about half speed. But if uh, uh, Kenny and and Paige had to wrestle later again later on the night against Private Party, it would kind of explain that. It's not shocking. Not shocking. Uh, they uh, they didn't even have to use their combo finish for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I thought the breakout star of last night was Penelope Ford. Yeah, like, she had a good showing. We've seen her do really cool stuff before, but uh, the some of the stuff she was pulling out last night, I thought was really, really fun to watch. That mm-hmm. was actually my sort of surprising, surprisingly uh, uh, match that I was into a bit more than I figured I would be. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I thought all in all, it was a it was a pretty cool show, man. Even the uh, the Hager Cody matched wasn't uh, a deliberately paced uh, affair. There's that one sequence, especially when Arn got involved and they're on the floor. There's this bunch of stuff happening, you know, for that whole stretch. And, you know, in typical Cody fashion, the match is completely overbooked, especially at the end. Um, it wasn't, yeah, but dude, it wasn't nearly as bad. Okay, the end of that match was weird. That was a perplexing. I still am like kind of confused about that, but we'll go over that in a second. Yeah, yeah. that was. The, I'm not gonna say that was by no means the. Stinker of the night, but it, dude, I don't know. It just, it honestly, that felt like a WWE match. 
I know, and sometimes I feel like Cody overthinks finishes the match, you know? He does. He totally does. And I'm not going to blame a guy for trying to get ambitious or create, I'll put creative oh, with, yeah, with yeah. his finishes. He always tries to tell an interesting story at the end of a match, and I'm not going to criticize that. But sometimes he goes about it in a very odd way. And I think overthinking it is probably... The what the the term that you that that you got yeah, right there. I feel like I feel like he constantly feels like, well, I just can't have a match end, you know. Yeah, there's got to be something more to it than just me hitting a couple crossroads to get the win. Yeah, you know. Uh, so so yeah, we want to remind you guys two things. Number one, we now have Friendo Club masks. That's mm-hmm. right. We don't care what mask you wear, just, just wear, wear a mask. mask, please. But if you want a Friendo Club mask. We have them. They're 12 bucks at friendomerch.com. Go check them out. We've already sold about 15 of these bad boys and uh and they're pretty cool. I have ordered I have ordered uh like 5 of them. One for mm. me, one for the wife. I'm going to give you one and then I'm going to oh, gi- nice. I'm going to do a, a, a giveaway of 3 Very of them. Cool. Yeah. We got 3 that we're going to be giving away at some point somehow some way. I don't know how. We'll figure it out uh, when I get them. Uh whenever we do the ones of of the beard that's when I'll order a bunch of them. Okay, that, that, perfect. There you go. Those those are gonna go like hotcakes. They really because are. I want to do the st- the NWO Sting Sting reveal thing where it's my beard. I take the mask off and it's my beard. I can't wait. Do you know what face you're gonna use for that? Just the normal face. Your your what is your mouth gonna be doing? Because we're gonna do Larson beard. It's masks. just gonna be normal. It's gonna be a normal mouth. What re- just that right there? Mm-hmm. No, you're not gonna be smiling. No. <laughs> what if people want a smiling Larson one? I mean, they want that. They want Larson as natural state or no? Ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if, and you then, want, if you want to pay for the true Larson experience, that's what you get. Okay, that's good. That's good. It's look. It's your creative liberties. It's it's your mask. You can do what you want. Um, so I'm just look. I'm just. There's a conversations to be had here. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I have to take. I have to take up the proxy. The friendos sometimes, man. Uh, also, Friendo Club TV, man. We got tons of bonus content. Uh, over at Friendo Club TV, you can get bonus content today. Actually, uh, early access went out to five dollar patrons, YouTube channel members, and even Twitch subs. The brand new ten for the win coming up this Saturday. Cash money went to the Rob Observer to yeah. edit this some bitch, and he yep. did a killer job. Yeah, man, it's a it's a blast. It's so much fun. Rob, Rob Observer is a super talented dude. He's awesome. We're we're tired of editing. With editing is, I honestly can't stand editing anymore. It's a young man's game. It it's truly a young is. man's game. So we're putting our money yeah. where our mouths are. We're, we're giving that money over to him and just saying, hey, look, here's our audio. I'm fine writing. We like writing, performing. Yeah. That's always fun. We have a good time doing 10 for the win. But I'm, I'm tired of editing. I'm, I'm retired same, from editing. Same. Done same. with it. I'm retired. Done with it. Except for Matt Chow, I still edit that, but that's just more popping questions. In that's just time. plopping stuff in. So no creativity whatsoever. Anyways, Jonathan loved 10 for the win. He says I was laughing during it. So anyways, you get, yeah. So now I'm, as long as we're getting these things in early, we're going to do early access 10 for the win, uh, for, uh, that, uh, that, that tier, that friendo club TV tier, $5 YouTube channel members, Patreon, Twitch subs. Uh, and then, uh, and then also bonus content. So you get all sorts of stuff yesterday, we had uh, uh, what did we do yesterday? Oh, we fantasy booked Fighter Fest, 
And then I say, I'll be honest with you. I thought that our fantasy booking for both those shows were better than what we got. Obviously, what we, what yeah. we got was pretty strong. Let's hop into it, man. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as what we came up with, but it wasn't bad. Jericho uh, showed up for commentary. And yeah, he, he was excellent as usual. He had the, the Canada Day blazer. This beautiful blazer. Something else. He kicked it off. Did you notice that he was, uh, I don't know if they're watching uh, our show or what, but he says, uh, we're shaking things up. He oh. didn't say, <laughs> he didn't say. We're blowing it up, but he came pretty darn close. Yeah, shaking it up. And then uh, later on, JR made a, a, a made a Serenity Now reference, so that was pretty cool. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, they were all they were all pretty good last night. Uh, the show kicked off with MJF and Ward Lowe versus the Jungle Express. MJF had a promo uh, where uh, he he was he was he was t- stealing the uh, he was gimmick infringement on Finn Balor's thing where he was dropping all this insider knowledge. He acknowledged yeah. the ratings war. He yeah. called Luchasaurus green, and he wasn't just talking about his mask or his tongue, yeah. rather. Um, yeah. So yeah, he dropped a promo, and I guess the 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 culmination of it was uh, him saying, uh, "Asked you know, say the reason we're having this match is is not because a Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus want to get a piece of me. It's because we're in the ratings war, and if you're in the ratings war, you got to have MJF in the front line." But right before that, he said, uh, "Hey, Jungle Boy." Last time we had a match, I gave you the best match of your career. It's like, but why do you need a rematch? Why aren't you, uh, wouldn't you have more fun uh, counting your daddy's money back home in Cali? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. That, that one, he had to pass by Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah. imagine. For those of oh, you yes. who might not know, Luke Perry, uh, unfortunately, passed away. Uh, mm-hmm. The star of 90210, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Dylan, what was his last name on that show? Oh, man. Dylan... McKay? Is that what it was? I think it's McKay. Yeah, I got it. Enforcer said McKay. Enforcer knew that immediately. Wow. I didn't really watch much 90210. Oh, I was hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked for years. I was hooked. Until, uh, who left that show for? Oh, Shannon Doherty left. I was even watching after Shannon Doherty left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, Wardlow, who seemingly is adding more and more Brock mannerisms to his repertoire every week, there is some total Brock things going on with Wardlow, which is which is fine. It's great. They're building them up in a really good way, and I yeah. like that they're not really they're not holding off too long on 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 some dissent here between Wardlow and MJF. Mm-hmm. There is some fun stuff though. Uh, let's see here. Wardlow could do some pretty cool stuff for such a large dude. That Rana he hits on Luchasaurus. He did a Swanton during the match. Yeah, um, he was really carrying the load for that team. Like oh, MJF for sure. was in, but this was Wardlow's show. Yeah, at one point he tried to joke, uh, chokes, uh, jokes on, choke slam uh, Jungle Boy onto the barricade, which I was like, this is gonna look bad. But yeah. then uh, Jungle Boy flipped out of it, and then Luchasaurus did a tope on Wardlow. That was rad. Yeah, that was great. That was uh, great. Wardlow. So the finish sort of went. I think this is starting from the finish. I took my own notes here, man. Oh, wow. You don't trust my notes anymore, huh? No, I love your notes. Your notes are great. I just sometimes get lost in them because they are very extensive. So I try to do like Steve notes, which are like the Cliff's Notes version of Cliff Notes. Uh Um, So so here's what I got. Uh, Jungle Boy hits a Canadian destroyer. Oh, this was great. So like, what was it? MJF and Jungle Boy. So Luchasaurus and Wardlow take each other out, but they're just sort of on their hands and knees. And on the either side of him was Jungle Boy and MJF. So Jungle Boy like jumps on, he like sort of runs on the backs of the two big men, and then he does like a Canadian destroyer off their backs. Yeah. That was cool. You failed to mention that uh they were all late before that, they were all laid out mm-hmm. and they all kipped up. Oh yeah. 
That was cool. Why was I not paying attention to that? I did not see that. That's funny. I don't know, man. That was I neat. totally. Oh, was that okay? I think I know what you're talking about. That was right before the destroyer, I believe. Uh, oh, this yeah, was right before rad. But before that, yeah, before that, Wardlow went for an F10 and uh, and uh, on a Jungle Boy, and he uh, he poisoned Ron at him. Ugh. Wardlow, Wardlow got spiked on his head. I don't man. know how those dudes can take that. I I still look at that every time. I'm like, how are these guys not dead doing this? Yeah, I know. I know. Especially when you got Jungle Boy, who's like smaller than me, at least shorter than me, I think. And Wardlow's like six six. That's a lot of weight compressing down on that spine, on that neck. I know. At one point we had our obligatory Marco stunt gets thrown by a big man spot. Mm-hmm. This time it was mm-hmm. on Jungle Boy, uh, sort of below the stage area. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Wardlow hit a senton, got a two for that. Uh, let's see here. So this finish, uh, MJF, he gets the ring out of his ball sack area, mm-hmm. the, the, the dynamite diamond ring. Uh, uh, while Wardlow is holding Jungle Boy, Jungle Luchasaurus. Boy, Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchas- oh, he's holding. Lu- Wait, it was Luchasaurus, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, he's able to evade. MJF almost hits Wardlow. Is like, can't you do anything right? He yells at it, Wardlow, and the Luchas. Yeah. I guess it was Luchasaurus then pushes that his elbow so that uh, he hits Wardlow. Uh, and then they just sort of get rid of MJF. And they basically do like sort of like monster offense on the guy. They just yeah. start annihilating Wardlow with everything they have. Yeah, yeah. And then Luchasaurus ends up getting the, uh, the pin on Yeah, Luchasaurus hits Wardlow with a bunch of kicks. So Jungle Boy pulls MJF out of the ring. Uh, Luchasaurus hits Wardlow with a bunch of kicks. Jungle Boy hits like a slingshot, Tornado DDT. Luchasaurus hits a choke slam. Wardlow no-sells that. He gets up. Like he sits up. Luchasaurus kicks him in the head, standing moose salt. Jurassic Express gets the win. I like that chat chat is roasting my notes situation. Fear and loathing saying I picture Steve's notes looking like a ransom letter. I like the idea that I'm sitting here with glue putting together. Oh no, you're you're taping you're cutting letters out and <laughs> yeah, taping them exactly. on to make your notes, yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, I'll take it. So they announced next week there'll be the AEW Puppy Battle Royal. I'm hyped for that. They got a puppy bowl, essentially. I'm excited for that. Uh, MJF also stormed off on Wardlow at the end there. It was like a brief shot, but MJF's like, you know, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, Lance Archer picking on uh, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss on the outside of the uh, of the ring. So good use of Lance Archer's and, uh, time. Jake Roberts was was laughing at the, the would-be brawl between Joey Janela and Lance Archer. Yeah, right. Uh, hey, Larson, Fidelio. Right. Uh, after that, uh, we get uh, Penelope Ford versus Akaro Shida. Of course, Kip Sabian, uh, Penelope Ford's love interest. Fiance. Uh, fiance, yeah. Uh, he gets tossed from the match before it even starts because there's like a bit of a, a shoving, uh, a bit of shoving before the match, and mm-hmm. Kip gets involved in that. And then uh, Aubrey Edwards is like, no, you're gone. I believe because he shoved Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, that's right. He touched the ref. Can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. And so when he leaves, he gets uh, uh, Sheeta's kendo stick. It takes it with him. It's like if I got to leave, take this 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 kendo stick with me. But it plays into the match later. Yeah, that it does. Uh, this is probably, uh, you know, probably this is definitely Penelope Ford's best bout in AEW. Oh my god, yeah. Um, there is there is so like this, here here's some Steve notes for you. All right, give me the Steve notes. So I'm gonna sit uh, back and relax. At one point, <laughs> at one point, oh. <laughs> at one point, Sheeta's on the outside and she grabs Penelope Ford by the hair 
and there was like a weird meaty baby face looking young Cody guy on the outside. He's one of the students, I think. And he's like yelling at Sheeta to, to, to watch the hair. Don't be pulling on the hair. And that guy was so distracting me because I saw him later. And I was like, dude, his he looks like Cody in the face, but he's like puffier and he's like shorter. And he just looks like meatier than Cody. It looked like Cesar Bononi was there again. He was. Oh, he was totally there again. And there right. was a dude that looked a lot like Curtis Axel ringside, too. Uh, oh, I didn't notice him. I didn't notice him. Anyways, uh, what I learned from this match, Jericho hates the word grit. Yeah, uh, that was funny. Well, they use that a lot in WWE these days. I know. That's why he said, I, I haven't heard it before this year, and I, I hate that word. <laughs> Never heard it before 2020. I hate that word. Uh, this was cool. Uh, Penelope Ford got hit with a Falcon Arrow, but then she like rolled through it for like a uh, got a roll up and a two count. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, great. This part was uh, my move of the night. So uh, my chair is squeaky. So Sheeta goes up for like a top rope drop kick thing from the mm-hmm. turn the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Penelope Ford does this cool Matrix type backwards thing. To evade it, yeah. To evade it, and then just immediately hits a stunner on the tail end of that. Honestly, in my opinion, that should have been, that's it. Match is done. New women's champion right there, man. No pinfall necessary. Just to do a, you evade a move via Matrix, and you get the win, huh? Well, following it up with a stunner. She followed up with a stunner. That was rad. That was rad. Anyways, I have my Steve notes on the finish, but Lars, I'm going to let you take over now. Sure, I, I'll, I can handle that. So uh, the finish sees Penelope Ford go up top, go for a moonsault. She misses that. Sheeta hits her with two shining wizards, and they were stiff. They weren't the type that she runs through. They were the type where knee meets face, and she stops. Meat. Meat. Just knee to face. Look painful. Uh, a falcon arrow. Ford kicks out of that. Shocking. Yeah, that was rad. Was and cool. then Sheeta hits another shiny wizard. This time she runs through knee to face and uh, gets the win. But a really fun match. Some really great stuff from Penelope Ford. Uh, Hikaru Shida is fantastic. Yeah, she's really um, great. There was also a little bit where uh, Kip uh, comes back out with a yeah. kendo stick while Penelope Ford is distracting the ref, but it sort of amounted to nothing. Kip just got yeah. hit with a kendo stick. <laughs> Looked like an idiot. I really, hey, my, my, one, my one hope for this, though, is they had Penelope Ford kick out of a couple of big, big deals here at the end. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. need to build on that because you can't just have, if she's going to just, you know, sort of become like just, you know, lower down the card again. Yeah. Uh, they, they got, they got to capitalize on how strong they booked her in this match. That's my one. Definitely. Thing definitely. And, you know, hope the, the hope is, is, you know, anybody who puts forth the strong showing, especially against Sheeta, uh, you know, they, they use that momentum, capitalize on it and help build everybody up in the women's division. Oh, I didn't. So I had heard that uh, Pillman Jr. was uh, was Backstage, there. Backstage, yeah. I didn't notice yeah. him. People in the chat, I guess, are saying he was in the crowd too. Oh, I didn't notice him. In that the crowd. I did not notice. That's awesome. That's cool. He'd be a hell of a get. Apparently, he signed with uh, MLW, but they they have let people like MJF was still signed with MLW when he was working AEW. So yeah. Uh, next, we got a, a technique by Taz segment on Mox, and he goes into detail about how uh, Brian Cage's upper body meet, especially around the trapezius, shoulders, uh, torso area, is going to make it difficult for Mox to sink in those double underhooks as deep and as tight as he wants to when dropping them, trying to drop them with paradigm shifts. So this is what I love about Taz breaking down these moves like this. Yeah. This is detail. This is like, I watch it, it's like, well, that actually kind of makes sense. Well, yeah. When I was, I was, I was, I felt educated once uh, they put circles around Brian Cage's lats. I was like, oh, 
the lat meat. The lat meat is going to prevent the paradigm shift because yeah. you got to sink it in close, according to Taz, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then the we'll lat meat, that's separation. There's separation yeah. there with the lat meat, Larson. Because you want to you wanna get those double underhooks in, but you need to hook. That's the important part, hook. It's not the If you double, don't hook it in hook. tight, you don't get enough torque, downward torque, to deliver the move, move of the impact that you probably want. If you can't get a, a tight lock on those double underhooks, yeah. you're delivering with not the full amount of uh, pound per inch that you want to. Hey, here's the thing, man. The, 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 the point is clear. Just hand the title over to Brian Cage at this point. Moxley's body is riddled with coronavirus. It's obvious that he can't stop the path of cage. <laughs> get in the path of cage. <laughs> Who can't stop the road of cage that he's on? So yeah, just give just give uh, the swol the swolverine the belt. Yeah, man. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. After that, we had a talking about a belt. This is for a belt. Cody versus Hager for the TNT For an unfinished belt, belt yes. <laughs> and for the half-finished belt. <laughs> exactly. It is finished. It's only half-finished. Uh, so anyways, uh, Jericho uh, cuts a brief promo on Tyson on commentary prior to this, whenever that's going to happen. Uh, it starts out, I mean, you know, this is like I said, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like, it starts out, Hager just sort of out-wrestling Cody. At yeah. one point, Arn, with his Waffle House menu, is distracting Jake. He comes down, Cody does a thing where he jumps off, he, like, springboards on the, the ropes, jumps off the yeah. top turnbuckle. 
brings him back in. That gives him the advantage. <laughs> My next note is this. Hager attempts murder on Arn Anderson when he leaves yeah. the ring and he starts choking him out. Yeah. Arn looked legitimately scared at that point. Well, I would be too. Hager's huge. He's a big dude. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he he uh he hits so Cody hits a disaster kick, goes to another one, Hager catches him. Um and, and then uh Hager or does the kind of slam thing. Cody rolls out of the ring. Hager follows, but instead of going right after Cody, he just focuses on Arn and goes right after him. Grabs him by the throat and drives him backwards against the stage. Yeah. And Cody comes to, tries to make the save. Instead, Hager hits him with a German suplex yeah. on the floor. <laughs> that was we go to commercial break. And Hager's in control. That whole sequence is pretty good, but between the uh, when he first, when Arn is, uh, first starts talking trash to Hager in that bit, there was actually a lot that happened in between there. That's kind of like the, the most action uh, mm-hmm. The focus part of the match. Uh, the finish sees Cody go up top. Uh, Hager throws him off, pins, covers, gets to. Uh, Hager follows the ankle lock. Cody gets the rope. The ref makes sure that Hager is breaking the hold. And while that's happening, Hager's wife, Catalina, I believe is her name, mm-hmm. slaps Cody. So then Arn gets on the apron, argue with the ref, like, hey, she slapped Cody. So then Hager goes to another ankle lock. This allows Dustin to come out. He clocks Hager, but then just kind of calmly walks along the apron down the stairs, uh, like clearly inside of the referee. <laughs> clearly inside of the referee. If there, I was the referee, like, what are you doing out here, Dustin? There, like, were, there, yeah, there were a couple times when I feel like th- there was at least two. This one, and then there was at least one other, and I, honest to God, forget which match it was. But the ref was like in clear view of a violation. Oh, God, what was it? I want to say maybe it was during the Wardlow thing. No, I forget what it was. But I was like, the ref is clearly watching what's happening, and like this is should not be allowed. Yeah. And then it just it was like whatever. It was allowed. So uh, so Dustin clocks Hager. Cody's going for a crossroads. Hager reverses that into an Uranagi, and then on impact he locks. It was bad. Ca- this was bad camera work because you couldn't really tell what was going. on. That's exactly on. what it was. You're right because it was they were just on the hard A cam, and so you just see Cody's uh, feet, and then when he flips over. Uh, Hager's feet, you don't see him lock in the arm triangle. So apparently, you did the trust commentary, this is what happened. So upon impact, Hager locks in the arm triangle, and then Cody kind of rolls him over, and the rolls on top of him to get the pin. Ref calls the bell. Hager thinks he won. He thought Cody tapped out, not realizing his shoulders were pinned to the mat. But again, if it was better camera work, the finish would have made more sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was, it was just weird, though, because, like, Hager... There's nothing to indicate that Hager wouldn't. Hager doesn't have it in his character to indicate that he wouldn't be aware that his shoulders are clearly pinned. Yeah. And I know. so, like, I understand that, hey, he's down there and maybe, maybe they can explain it. Hey, you know, in MMA, you don't get pinned. You, you know, you, you can be on your back and have a guy. Tap you can, out. but at the same time, Hager's background is amateur wrestling. Is wrestling where you get pinned. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I'm just trying to come so up with something. You think the ring awareness for on Hager's part would be. Yeah, no, if you're keeping consistent with Hager as as he's been portrayed on TV, his character, then he shouldn't have found himself in that situation. But how many times have we seen, hell, Samoa Joe get pinned? He puts somebody in the coquina clutch, yeah, and someone just rolls back on him, he gets pinned. Yeah. I feel like he's lost half his matches that way. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good point. So anyways, uh, after that happens, ref explains to Hager why he didn't win. Hager clocks the refs, a bunch of refs, and Jerry Lynn. It was good to see Jerry Lynn mm-hmm. come out to kind of make sure everybody... You know, uh, no more fighting happens to check on the ref. They just got clocked by Jake Hager. You know what I like about that, too, is that the way Hager 
reacted after he clocked the ref and you had all those people come down, they made it seem like a big deal. Like, man, Mm -hmm. you can't do that. And even like his disposition was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I was Mm -hmm. reading too much into it because he, it's not like there was a lot going on in his face, but it's also not like he was like, you know, yelling and shouting and, and, and and acting justified in doing that. It's like that old editing exercise where you get a one reaction shot of a person Mm -hmm. and you put a a shot of a, a something after it or before it. And you make the connection that they're reacting to whatever the shot was before. Do you think so? You see a shot of fallen ref, and you see a shot of Hager just kind of have normal Hager face. You just make the connection. Do you think they? uh, That could be. Do you think? think, Yeah, they need to make one of them shirts where it's like Hager with the same. I think they did. Did did they? I think they did. Then I'm just playing into that. I guess. I think you're right. I think they did. Oh man. Anyways, uh, yeah, I like this. is great though. I think this was Excalibur saying this when Hager punches. This is another thing that sold it. When Hager punched the ref and all the refs come down there, Hager says, or Excalibur said something like, "What have we become?" <laughs> and I was like, "Did I hear that right? That was wow. That was really deep, Excalibur. Yeah, what have was. we become? Wow." <laughs> I hope he said wow. that. If not, I misremembered it, and it was great for me. There you uh, go. After that, uh, we had a Darby Allen school film project. Uh, I'm not saying a film school project because this looked like more something out of high school, so it'd be a school yeah, film project. This is, this, is a, this is a skateboard montage. That's what it was. <laughs> it was a really cool one. They let it, it go on well fire. I, don't, I just don't know what's going to – how this is going to – he was on a good roll before he was not medically cleared. Yeah. And I just don't understand how this is going to play into, into – like he – I to a certain extent, I, I get the one with Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's a name, you know. Yeah. Tony Hawk and AEW, that's cool. Yeah, but like just Darby Allen doing skateboard videos, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's going to get him over. Is he is he trying to get back into the pro skateboard scene? These are really cool videos if you're like a skateboard fanatic. Yeah, yeah. So it's a situation where he he was doing the skateboarding stuff, got into pro wrestling, uh, only to elevate his stock. So he went back into the skateboard videos. He would be top star. Like I'm consistently trying to use this show to become like a comic book writer. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't write any comic books, so I don't really know how that's going to play out for me. But mm-hmm. Darby Allen, like you know, I feel like he's doing a pretty good job making a case for himself. As gotcha. yeah, gotcha. So apparently, so uh, according to chat, uh, it was Jr. that says, "What have we become?" Ah. It's he, it sounded like super articulate for Jr. Jr. has uh, grown rather reflective the last three or four weeks. Yes. What have we become? <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I like that. Also, Darby Allen's school film project had um, a payphone in it. You don't see a lot of those anymore. You don't see a lot of payphones these days. That's true. Can't use those uh, anyways, man. They're just chock full of Corona. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyways, next we had uh, Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. before this next match. Walks over the commentary with chair. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Sorry. We do have to mention this, though, because we just sort of ran down the skateboard montage. Dark Dank Lucha says, I want that Darby Allen moonsault trick in the next Tony Hawk or Skate 4 game. No, it is a That was a really cool trick. He, like, goes up the the pipe, the half pipe, full pipe, whatever it is. Half pipe. Half pipe. And then, like, he called a foot pipe? Is there a full pipe? There's a half pipe. Oh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a half pipe. Is a full pipe, would it be like a complete circle? Yeah, I think so. And you can't really do any jumps and flips in the air and landing. Yeah, I don't really see the point of that in skateboarding. But okay, okay, yeah. So he get he gets a I don't I don't know man I'm not a skateboard fan, uh, and then he uh, he jumps onto like a little railing thing and then he moonsaults yeah. and he lands back on the freaking uh, skateboard and then he goes yeah. back down uh, the the pipe. 
Yeah. A full pipe. So there is a pipe. So there's okay. a pipe, and uh, but apparently it's just called a pipe, not a full pipe. I thought I gotcha. heard the term full pipe before. Okay. All right. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, so we get Orange Cassidy. He walks out the commentary, takes a seat. Uh, he's wearing his shirt from last week with his blood still on it. Mm-hmm. I guess he's too lazy even to, to change his shirt. Yeah, sort of muddied exactly still to this day what Orange Cassidy's gimmick is. Yeah, I don't know. So a half pipe, I think, is where you got two of you the get ramps. Two sides. Right. That's yeah, a, that's it's, a half. It's, it's, you and take you got a pipe, quarter pipe. You take a pipe, cut it in half this way, and then you get the half pipe. So it was like, like a U-shaped almost. Yes. Like and there is a quarter, yeah. So then they actually yeah. have this, huh? It's the pipe. And the whole point of the half pipe is you get some speed and get a get some you do air, a jump. Do you do a stuff. sick jump. Yeah, you get you some even sick with air. Quarter. You go yeah. down a ramp or something. Get the quarter. Whoop. Yeah. Good stuff. I guess if the the full pipe's wide enough, you get a speed go. And you can just do a complete loop around the pipe on the inside on your skateboard. It seems dangerous. You get some serious speed up though. You need and then you, and then <clears throat> then you get some sick air. Uh, so yeah. After that, we had X Lax versus Private Party. I my my Steve notes are really there there's not a whole lot because honestly you can describe the cool tag team moves that are going on but just watch the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I like the opening when Santana uh offers up his chin to to Cassidy and he throws like a really weak slap. Santana kind of laughs it off and they do some stuff on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then my next note is simply like 20 minutes of really good tag team stuff. Yeah. That's pretty much what I got. I kind of felt like this is one of uh, XLEX's best, like pure tag team matches. To actually I agree. Showcase the full breadth of what they can do. Yeah, like all the, all that stuff was like really. It was uh, you know, it's it wasn't just cool moves. It was like a lot of really cool, motivated storyline tag team mm-hmm. wrestling. It was really mm-hmm. rad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was worried that Santana got hurt at one point because he hits that cannonball in the corner. He was holding it in, like the back of his head, mm-hmm. kind of rolled out to the apron for a bit. And Ortiz seemed like he went and talked to him, to make sure he was okay, but seemingly he was. So uh, at one point, uh, Matt Hardy grabs the ball sack from Santana. Yeah, Mark Quinn goes for a rolls up, roll ups, gets a, a couple of two counts, I think. Uh, X-Lax goes for Street Sweeper while Mark Quinn is on uh, Ortiz's shoulders. He pulls Santana's bandana over his eyes. This is the finish now I'm talking about. Yeah. Cassidy, meanwhile, helps Quinn down, takes out Ortiz. They hit Gin and Juice on X-Lax. Private Party gets another win over X-Lax, man. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Me too. Yeah, it is. Kind of surprising. Crazy. It is crazy and kind of surprising. <laughs> What's going on uh, with X-Lax? Uh, I don't They're know. They're going to be XAW soon enough. I don't know. They don't. I mean, they seem perfectly happy. Oh, I'm sure they have a. They don't carry. They don't walk out there like they. They they're miserable. I think that I think that, so. According to uh, one of the FTR guys, he was like, "Man, they treat their employees like well, their contractors like freaking kings and queens over here." He's they're oh, yeah. very happy. So I imagine everybody that works there seems very happy regardless of what's going on. And I think they probably have some trust in Tony Khan and and the yeah, MVPs yeah, yeah, yeah. to like treat them right. So that's just I'm just sort of joking, but at the same time, you know, they they need a I mean, I don't know. We we've had this So like we had the same I had the same thought about best friends for a while. Like when are they going to treat these guys with, you know, and, and elevate these guys. And look at them. They mm-hmm. had a tag title shot last mm-hmm. night. So they've kind of done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, X-Lax, they need to have their time, man. They need to have their yeah. time. 
Yeah, yeah. agreed. So after the match, uh, private party is understandably very happy as yeah, Cassie goes to commentary, he's dancing, and Jericho's like, hey, stop that, throws a bottle of water at him, grabs another bottle of water, throws it at Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy kind of very casually stands up, very casually kicks the chair over, mm-hmm. and Jericho gets up to confront him, and Cassie just kind of casually walks away. Meanwhile, Jericho's being held back by, I don't know, like six people. Yeah, and then like, and Pineapple Pete is just sort of hanging out next to Cassidy, and he just sort of like grabs his collar, like to make sure that he doesn't go anywhere. And he's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know, they're making fun of the whole idea of a pull apart brawl. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was good stuff. After that, we had a Kenny Omega Hangman Page interview. Page is feeling great. He says, I love the best friends, and they definitely deserve a title shot. But they're in the ring this week with us. For my tag titles, he said. For my titles. Yeah. And the word deserves just dries up. And Kenny says, well, yeah, they've de- we've defeated every team. They've thrown the ring uh, to put, uh, against us. This week will be no different. Standing in there, still as champs. You know, goodbye and good night. Bang. Steven Larson will be doing a lot of podcasting. Uh, so after that, uh, Taz and uh, Brian Cage with some lovely looking red pants. Comes yeah, out. man. Those are great pants. I was being sarcastic on that one. He it, you don't it, like red pants? It kills his. So like I'm not you know in like a in a bubble. I'm okay with red pants. All right. Hey man, when's the last time you wore red pants? Don't be don't be I, talking like red I pants or the bees knees. I have when a I pair. Have, I have a pair of like red corduroy pants in my closet right now. I bust out on special occasions. And when was the last time you wore those? It's been a little while, but I haven't got out of the house in months. It's nice, isn't it? Um. So uh, so he comes out. Yeah, he just looks like he's going to go party. That's all. Anyways, uh, Taz cuts a promo. And uh, again, we're getting real here. He says, uh, you know, Mox, he was politicking or whatever to get out of the, his match with Brian Cage. And uh, he says, we know what happened, Mox. We, we know now. You got tested negative twice. And everybody here is, is getting tested too because we don't run a sloppy shop. And I'm just looking at everybody there with their masks off, just shoulder to shoulder. And I'm like, well, I'm not so sure about that one, Taz. But uh, anyways, I like this yeah. line, though. Talks yeah. about how he gets uh, he doesn't have. He says, I know what you got a case of. You got a case of the chicken shits. That's pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was a funny line. That was a good one. Yeah. He says, you're afraid of the machine. And he should be because Cage is going to uh, beat Mox's head in. In two weeks' time. Yeah. I mean, look, man, the AEW, they don't have 30 people getting tested positive, so that's good. Uh, and seemingly their world champion is only being cautious because WWE does run a sloppy shop. Yeah. But. But. Wear your masks, yeah. people. Who better yeah, than Brian Cage? Wear your masks. So, main event time, best friends versus Kenny and Hangman. Uh, best friends get driven to the venue by Trent's mom and apparently her minivan. That was cute. That was really that cute. Was pretty, that was pretty fun. He tried to look hard while getting a little peck on the cheek from her, and she's like, have her a good mom, day. I, know. I really I know. wish she would, they would have gone the extra mile and have her give them some uh, bag lunches. There you go. It was pretty cool, too. So he, you know, he tries to look all hard and stuff as he's walking down, and he goes down through the little p- pathway towards the ringside area. And he turns around and like waves at her. As yeah, it was cute. Away. That was good stuff. And then, of course, they no sell Britt Baker once again. This show, I mean, they could have they could have gone to her at least once uh, for some for some for some chatter during. Well, Tony show. did read a note from her. Oh, what was that note? I didn't see that part. Um, 
It was early on the show. I don't remember. Okay. But they did have a note from her. I saw no. I saw when they like sort of went long when you first see her. Um, so it was probably then. I yeah. just didn't catch what he said. Uh, so FTR pretty early in the match comes out. They got some lawn chairs. They got some beers, a cooler. So they go sit over by the commentary table. And then it was announced as well the winner of this match would face Private Party next week. Uh, and it was a fun enough match. It just it it, it it I think the expectations I had for it were pretty high, considering mm-hmm. it, I was pretty sure it was gonna be the main event. Yeah. Uh, uh, knowing a main event contest, uh, Kenny likes to deliver. I'm sure all four of them would want to deliver. And I just don't know if the fact that Kenny and Paige had to wrestle a Private Party later on the show probably are like. Mm. Like, we'll put on a good match, but we need to keep something in, in the tank for when we have to wrestle again in an hour and a half, you know? It's entirely possible. I wonder, look, man, I'm not saying they could have, they should have done, gone like, you know, a, a, a New Japan style match. But like, even the finish of the match where Hangman, uh, what did he get? Uh, he yeah. wins it on his own. He, uh, he, yeah, he, he, gets he got a dead eye track, and yeah. then a buckshot. They didn't have to do their combo finisher. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that awful waffle, though. The awful waffle. Oh, it's great. That it's so pile driver uh, Chuck did the Kenny too, and Kenny celibate where he kind of went limp and spread his legs out a little bit. Yeah, that was nasty. It looked great though. That was rad stuff. Uh, so yeah, I don't have a whole lot of notes on this one. I've got. It was uh, a fun match, especially towards the last ten minutes. It was it was action packed. Yeah, they did some cool um, stuff on the outside. There was that barricade spot that looked pretty brutal. Oh, that looked yeah, that looked nasty. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, let's fast forward to the, the very end. You mentioned uh, Hangman gets the win, pinning Trent after a buckshot lariat. As soon as the match is over, FTR, they grab a couple beers, a couple extra beers, mosey down the ring, offer them to Kenny and Paige. Kenny at first is like, well, hang on, Hank, man. I don't know what their their story is. And they're like, hey, we just want to give you guys some beers. So they accept. Of course, Paige, you know, starts chugging. Kenny, like, barely puts a little in his mouth, maybe, then goes and dumps the rest out to the floor. And FTR is like, whoa, that's good beer. Dax takes off his jacket. They're about ready to fight. Young Bucks come come down to cool things down because you know they got to team up with FTR next week, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. So the, they had it framed where you had Kenny and the Bucks on the left side of frame, and he had FTR and Paige on the right, and Paige was giving Kenny crap. I think just because he wasted beer. Uh, do you who who do you side with on that particular argument? Depends on the quality of the beer. So okay, let me ask you this: Was Kenny a hey, free beer? Is free beer? Well, here's the thing. Free the beer thing. is free beer, my friend. Kenny doesn't drink, and that's what Matt was saying. He's like, he doesn't drink. Okay, so that's well known. But here's the thing: if somebody gives you free beer, and yeah. you're a milk drinker, even if you're yeah. a, like a you know a recover in, in recovery, let's say, right? Yeah, it's rude to dump it out. You don't just dump it out in front of the the no, other I agree, person. But what, what Kenny should have done is be like, I'm good. Don't accept it then. Well, no, you accept it as as a sign of hey. I accept your peace offering. And then you just sort of sit there with it and you smile. You wait till the cameras are off. You wait till they're gone. And then you go, yeah, I'm not going to drink that. That's what you do. This was this was very much, nah, this was very much, all right, I'm going to take this because Hangman took his, and I guess this is what we're doing. But then he's like, you know what? Hangman gave me so much crap about like, oh, who my friends with, blah, blah, blah. And now he's drinking with another tag team who's going to be coming after our titles. Hmm. So I don't know. I think I'm with Kenny on this one. Like this is look, this is every man for themselves. This is every tag team for themselves. You don't start drinking with the enemy. Well, I mean, Hangman just likes to drink. He's a social drinker, apparently. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I do. You know, he's got his side of things. 
But I understand oh. where Kenny's coming from. Uh, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see if, right. let's see if any of the patrons or the Twitch subs or, or Twitch chat has uh, their thoughts on uh, on all that. On all, right. all that. It's, it's I'll a, go back it's further. Very, Harvest. Very, very complicated thing, Lars. Harvest MG5 says, I worked a show with Jungle Boy where the promoter told him he would never make it with his current gimmick. So happy to see him being wrong. He saw what? He did what now? Uh, apparently, the promoter of the show told Jungle Boy that he would never Jungle make it. Boy. Yeah. As Jungle Boy. Wow. I bet he feels like a A1 asshole now. Yep. Uh, Enforcer said, that's the face I want for Larson Mask. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, I'm Roy. And I'm Maul. And we're the hosts of the new Roy and Maul podcast. That's right. I know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now, and we just interrupted it with an ad. That's all right. We're here. And I appreciate if you didn't hit the 15 second skip button. Listen to our show where we cover topics like music, mm -hmm. movies, yes. TV shows, which you love to binge watch. Of course. Just lifestyle stuff. And give off crazy stories about our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. Check us out on the New Rory Mall podcast. Listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show. And once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like, maybe you could check us out. This one right there. That one? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what's going to be. You don't want to put it up for a poll? No. Oh, wow. Man I have principle. a vision. Okay. On your own terms. The only terms any man knows. James Fletcher, did you see on Dark? No. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll let him finish, though. All right. All did right, you see on enough. Dark that Archer had a match against Pineapple Pete, and then after the match, Joey Janela tried to attack him with a leaf blower? <laughs> They're trying to make the leaf blower a thing over there on AEW. They're trying to get that leaf blower over. <laughs> he says, did you guys see on dark? Whoa, hold on there, James. Is that the end of the question? <laughs> uh, Saldis says, uh, Shira's final Shining Wizard is called the Three Count after a movie she did in Japan of the same name. Oh, very cool, very cool. That's El, cool. El Blanco Noche <clears throat> says, when AEW gains a second TV show, which seems to be in the works, or if Dark improves, do you guys plan to review it? If there's a second TV show, then yes. Uh, if it's consequential. That's if the it's, thing. If it's, if it's, if it's the, 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 the SmackDown to Dynamite Raw, then yes, we would have to. Yeah, we'd have to. We'd have to. Because if, if it has story, if they're building an entire story on that TV show, and then we get yeah. to a pay-per-view, and I'm like, what's going on here? Then yeah, that's gonna be real. That that would be we'd have to we we'd have to yeah. sketch out time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Steele says the Taz technique highlight was incredible. They took the awesome segment and completely turned it around on Moxley. Yeah, I thought it was really good too. The good stuff. Toby Whittle. Uh, oh yeah, we talked about that already. Steve Klein. Uh, do you feel that the TNT title is more prestigious than the AEW World Championship title at this point? No, I don't think so because uh, what's going to be main eventing shows? Yeah, AEW built. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, you can. I guess the a uh, question could be, 
what are you more interested in right now? The scene surrounding the TNT title or mm-hmm. Mox's world championship? And for me, it's, mm-hmm. it's clearly what Cody's doing. If yeah. for no other reason to see what weird finish he's going to come up with next. And there is, I mean, look, there. I, I've seen this on, on Twitter in our comments. People saying, hey, do you think Cody's going to turn heel? I don't think Cody's ever going to like straight up turn heel because he seems to be so anti the idea of heels and faces. But I do think that it would be an interesting story if Cody found himself in the position that sort of MVP alludes to with Apollo Crews, where it's like, man, you're defending this every single week. He's going to have to start taking shortcuts yeah. in some manners, which we've seen elements of. Yeah, we already have me like, Arn is not afraid to get involved in his matches whatsoever. Yeah. You know, you see him take a few shortcuts here and there, totally. Yeah. Uh, Dark Dank Lucha is decreeing himself Lord Lapmeat. So, okay. That's. that's that's sticking around. That's like. good. Uh, hey, uh, while you plug in and plug back out, I'll read Thomas, Thomas Dunnigan's question here. Fidelio. Uh, did Taz even need to do a promo on Moxley? He should have dropped the mic after saying AEW doesn't run a sloppy shop. Well, I don't think the sole purpose of that promo was to to aim at WWE, to, to, to knock WWE. Um, I think that, yeah, he needed to say something about he, Moxley. He needed, he, needed the, he needed the chicken shits line. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, that was the best line. Yeah, it was best. Uh, A.O. Worm says, oh, we talking about rock hard Jake? He's rock hard. That's what they referred to uh, Jake Hager during that uh, TNT title match. Rock hard Jake. I saw that. That was great. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) Nemo says, do you really think Taz should be cutting anti-safety COVID promos? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Uh oh yeah, O Dog mentions that uh, uh Jake's wife, the uncrowned Miss America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was another thing they keep saying. Uh Solid Dante says AEW has the worst refs besides Aubrey Edwards. She's really good. She is really good. Uh I think the ref situation is okay there. Like yeah. it, it's not it's not it, it you know, it is what it is. Uh Dark Dake Lucha says Hager pinned Hager. And Snare Freak wants to see your notes. Oh, they're they're underwhelming. I can I'll I'll I mean, what do you want me to do? Screen cap them? It's in I'll tell you what they are. It's they're not Well, I, I was I don't know what this was. I was just drawing are this while you notes? No. No, it's a Google Doc. It's uh, I can tell you what it was. Uh it's a uh, Google Doc, normal text, eleven font. I could post them somewhere if you want me to post them. That's up to you, man. I mean, they're pretty boring. Um, there's one thing that's highlighted in yellow, and yeah. that's Ford Dodge's drop kicks. Drop kick by matrixing backwards hits stunner. If y'all want them, I'll post them somewhere. Uh, no, I was drawing this on a post-it note while you were talking. I don't even know what it is. Some weird box on top of like a table. You're warming up for pin loser draw. That's coming up later today for uh, patrons, YouTube channel members, and Twitch subs. That's right. That's right. Look at that segue. Uh, uh, good job. Uh, the mayor, Pete, did the AEW crowd ditch face masks? Yes, they did. Yes, no face masks. Apparently. No face masks. That'll probably None. change. Like, didn't they just pass something that says, do you got to do uh, that now? Uh, I believe so. I think they did. If not, they should. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you, Ian Flores, do you think AEW is waiting for crowds to return for an MJF title win, I don't think they're waiting for crowds to return for anything except Jericho Tyson. I think yep. that's going to be a crowd thing. Otherwise, yep. they are proceeding as normal. 
Yeah, they're just kind of doing their thing right now. Mm-hmm. Not really worried about uh, how pandemic is influencing. I think they're gonna their creative decisions. I think they're gonna do MJF versus Wardlow prior to MJF being involved in a title scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Dink Lucha. I want that Darby Allen moonsault trick in the next Tony Hawk or Skate Four game. There you go. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. I want to see the dude get lit on fire in a video game. I thought for sure he was gonna skate into a pool. But he was just there was just more grass on the other side, and I think he was just gonna try to roll out of it. Uh, he was lit on fire. Gotcha. Uh, Dark Dank Lucha again. Next watch along idea: Steven Larson learned about the X Games. I've watched some of the X Games before. X Games are fun to watch, but I don't I don't try to like pay attention and educate myself. I just like when they do cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathaniel Spencer is the last question I have here on the Patreon. Assuming Cody will eventually use his title reign to put over. Rain to put over a younger talent. Who will Ooh. it be? At one point, I would have said Darby Allen because there's a lot of story between the two of them. But I don't feel like Darby has a whole lot of momentum these days. Oh, I think when he so okay. So the story with that is, is he's act is he actually not cleared right now? That I don't know. What is yeah? What is the story with this? What's going on? Do we not know? They, I'm, somebody in chat might not might know. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I I would I would assume that once Darby's back, his momentum will pick right back up. Maybe, but Maybe. I th- I think that something is precluding him from being there. Yeah. Uh, Dang MQ says AEW has moved the. It says Philly here twice. Philly showed to April seventh, twenty twenty one, in uh, Boston. I guess two weeks later on April twenty first, twenty twenty one. So they're pushing dates back to next year, seemingly. Okay. Uh, Austin wants to know if Unsolved Mysteries is still on for tonight. Yeah, dude, me and the Enforcer were doing that shit. It's going to be great. There you go. Season one, episode 13, I think. Gareth Nicholas. Darby made a point that he was not cleared and, quote, wasn't just going to sit around. What was the point of the video to show Darby's other pursuits outside wrestling and keep him on TV? Oh, he says, was the point of the video? I I mean, I guess that's what it is, you know, so that he'll, be, he'll still be around. Yeah, um, but I don't know if there. I mean, that's like his kayfabe reason is I'm not medically clear because that's what he said the last couple things. That's what he always says. Yeah, I, I I would assume that that's like legit. Maybe. Um, but I I don't know. Yeah, this is a great question. Zondo asks, "What do you guys tell people your jobs are?" Podcaster. <sighs> say a wrestling podcaster. I usually say. Yeah, I, I think I usually say I produce a podcast. In the Machinima days, I'd just say video production, and then I'd say video producer. Yeah, they would do what? And I'd say uh, video game stuff. I'd be like, oh, because if you just say, oh, I do work on video game stuff, they think you're making video you're making games. video games. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's videos about video games. It's like, no, listen, it's far less creative than that. Yes. What we do is sit around and talk about them, and sometimes make. Essentially, we're clowns. Yes. But, like, don't try yes. to hire us for, like, a kid's show. Uh, Jimmy Thomas, when did Private Party change their music? Uh, I don't know, but I liked it. It didn't sound generic. Uh, another one from Jimmy Thomas. Anyone notice that Matt Hardy was dressed like Michael Hayes when he managed the Hardys? Yeah, it was Team Extreme. It was, he was in his Team Extreme garb. And also, yeah. he is now older by five years That's than crazy. Michael Hayes was when he was managing them. But Michael Hayes... From the time he was like in his 30s, he looked like he was 55. I know. Half his life, he looked like he was in his 50s. 
Seriously. And he still kind of does, to be honest with you. I know. He looks like a hard-lived 50 now, or 55. Yeah. Uh, Dark Dank Lucha says, hashtag late night Larson in his King of Smash style red pants. Is that is that what you use the red pants for sexy time? No. Okay. Or I don't wear a ton, but I like them. Okay. All right. They're there. I won't get rid of them. That's good. Uh, Alex C says, "I bet Larson's red pants aren't TV color safe. They're not like bright red. They're kind of uh, I don't know, like a rust, rusty red. Oh wow! But they're not like they're not as bright as as Brian Cage's pants. Cages were, were on the verge of being not color safe. Yeah, they were on the verge. They were on the verge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gareth Nicholas says, Penelope before was awesome tonight, but can we agree the true breakout star was Trent's mom?" She was in the crowd too. Uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. Oh, she was in the crowd too. Yeah, one quick shot of her in the crowd. Uh, Alex C says, "What current wrestler do you think has the best taste in beer?" All those people had a giant Q-tip shoved up their nose. Ugh. Ugh. Apparently, some people that were in like way back in the crowd didn't get tested. That's what they was going around today. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you hear? Uh, uh, God, what's his name? Kane, the the guy who ran for president that one time. Tim Meadows did a thing. Herman Cain? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like in serious condition. He's in the hospital, yeah. He was at the Tulsa rally. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Mm-hmm. NXT 792, AEW 748. Oh, wow. okay. Wow. Crazy stuff. Wow. Oh, wow. Hold on a second. Thank you. Dr. Steve Winters here left a question on the on the Discord. Mm-hmm. Let me go to the Discord really quick. I haven't been to Discord in forever. Uh, to answer Alex C's question, which current restaurant has the best taste in beer? I don't know. Current wrestler. I feel like, uh, I mean, at least in kayfabe, Paige will drink anything. I don't know if that's really the case behind the scenes. It's funny when you said Paige, I thought WWE Paige. Ah. Fear and loathe, and Taz seems to love his job. Pick someone he could have managed back in his WWE tenure and someone from current roster. Um, not that Samoa Joe needs a manager. Imagine a, a, a pairing of Taz and Samoa Joe. That'd be pretty sick. That's a really good answer. That's like a really good answer. <clears throat> I'm going to try to go to the... Oh, wait. Do I have Discord on here? I think I have <laughs> Steve, Stevie Bradley says, no, no, I want that face he made when Steve was using Steve notes and you laid back and relaxed. That's what he wants on the mask. Look, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think that it's not a terrible idea to listen to the friendos and potentially solicit ideas. I got a vision, man. Uh, Ryan K. Lamb, what's with Cody's obsession with rings? He had one ring of honor and then there's one MJF wears. Well, I'm guessing he, the one that MJF wears is reference to the one he had in Ring of Honor. It's all a means to stick it to Cody. Uh, Dr. Steve Winters, should Hager have advertisements on his Reebok dry fit underwear like Dippin' Dots, <laughs> Jericho's Bubbly, etc.? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be pretty funny. That'd, that'd be, be pretty awesome. funny. Good stuff. Is that it? Sure. Uh, okay, is Ricky Scurvy here? We owe him a raid. We do. I have not seen him in chat. Okay, so we'll uh, maybe on Friday we yeah. will we will hand that we'll hand the reins of the raid over to him. Apparently, he spent a bunch of friendo points to guide Last a night. raid. 
Yeah, and I didn't see a notification pop up. I don't know how any of that works. So I'm the one time it happened before a notification popped up like oh a, did it like a highlighted chat but I actually when because I stepped away when we were done it came back and I still had the chat window up and I saw that and I was like oh okay so I went and scrolled through it and I couldn't see anything about on it. our stream manager I noticed yeah. it there like at uh, the like once we were after we were done but I didn't notice it in chat so uh, oh someone earlier suggested oh was uh, Bruce doing a charity one Bruce today? Green charity oh, yeah. stream. Let's take a look here. All right, yeah, we'll we'll rate him, but we got to finish the show first. Twitch chat, stick around. Thanks everybody for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.